So welcome everyone to a new episode of Self Love Talk Show, where we meet uh, incredible powerhouse uh, women in business uh, who share with us uh, their journey and uh, all their self love practices and how self love uh, is a key ingredient uh, for our businesses and our life. So welcome, today I have the honor to have with me Dr. Sarah Coxon. She's the founder of the Women, uh, tell yourself because I don't remember the name. <laughs> the Academy of Womenly Prosperity. Yeah, the Academy of Womenly Prosperity. That was uh, difficult to remember for me since I'm not English speaker. But uh, welcome, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, I'm so happy to be here. And uh, Sarah, she's connecting from Portugal and I'm in Barcelona, so that's so awesome. So Sarah, tell us uh, about yourself, your background and everything in between. Oh my gosh, where <laughs> do I begin? I never really know where to begin. Um, so, yeah, my name is Dr. Sarah Coxon. I'm the founder of the Academy of Womanly Prosperity. And I was an archaeologist for 10 years. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, so I always start there because that's when, that's when really, that's how I learned to excavate uh, for truth. Um, and it was, yeah, it was during those years when I found myself living in a in a life that was just not for me basically um I believed on some level when I was 18 I, I decided that I was on the search for some kind of truth and ancient knowledge and I felt that you know I was really missing in my life and um I perhaps naively believed that the answers lay in the past I, I really believed that you know our ancestors had this knowledge that somehow we don't have right now because I was feeling so disconnected from myself and so disconnected from my culture. Um, and so naively, I, I decided I was going to study archaeology. But of course, all that really happened was that I entered into a university system that was hierarchical and um, dogmatic and yeah. really not built for women to flourish and thrive. So there was a lot of um, scarcity, there was a lot of fear mongering, there was a lot of lack and a lot of backstabbing. That was my experience of, of being in academia. But I had been conditioned to believe that success lay in accolades and it lay in you know, status and achieving and you know, being better than the person next to you. So I, I, even though I was having all these soul callings at the time, I really wanted to travel, I really wanted to teach spirituality I was stuck in this um this life that didn't really resemble any of that because I I had been conditioned to believe that you know you must go down a certain route um and I was doing things according to what I thought was expected what was I thought was expected of me in life rather than what I actually really wanted to do um but then it was when I was I hit a moment when I was 24 and um, I had one of those soul awakening moments mm. uh, that was kind of came out of complete tragedy. My older brother died from a, oh. a drugs overdose really, really suddenly. I didn't know. Sorry. And yeah, it was, it was one of those moments that just, there's a before and after, like it smacks you awake. And I realized like, I just, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Mm. Um, uh, why am I living this hand-to-mouth existence working so many hours, you know, like 60, 70 hours writing research papers to prove mm. something to, to, I don't know, myself or other people. And so uh, it was in that moment that I just started to dip my toe in the water. I started traveling, um, you know, Southeast Asia. And then finally I just said, screw this, I'm leaving. So I finished my PhD. I finished my PhD, and I was like, "I'm done." And it's and you know what? That's not the done thing either. And there was a lot of kind of like, "Are you sure? What are you going to do?" A lot of people kind of hang on for scraps in the academic world because they are so afraid yeah. to jump ship. 
And I knew in my heart, I wanted to teach spirituality and I wanted to teach yoga. But of course, I've been a, a closet yogi and I'd been, you know, hiding all my crystals in my bra when I was working <laughs> at my desk and doing all this stuff. So for some people, it came as a, a shock and there was that fear of judgment as well. Like, what will people think of me? People won't take me seriously, but I had no choice. I had to do it. So I moved to the Philippines and I lived there for a year and I was teaching yoga wow. and it was during, yeah, it was absolutely amazing because it was during that time that I suddenly started to realize you can make money from doing what you love mm. and something that comes really naturally to you. And I'd never had that experience before. It would have been hard work, struggle and barely getting by, you know, on academic salaries or whatever. So it was like a whole new, uh, it was like an epiphany for me. I was earning quite a lot of money from teaching yoga three, mm. four times a day. And I was loving it. And it came so naturally. So I had to leave the Philippines um, because I was working there illegally. So anyway, okay. so, I, so I was like... Um, <laughs> It's a long story. I was supposed to have my papers in order, but I did not. And uh, I, I knew that, you know, it was going to be a short-term thing and I didn't want to be deported. Yeah. So, so. And I also saw, like, uh, I remember seeing something you shared online about, you know, something happened in the Philippines. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm. So I was, I was in a relationship with a guy. We've been together three years at that point. We moved together to the Philippines and, um, it was not, there had been red flags in our relationship for a while, actually. But of course, you know, I had um, been, I had kind of relied on logic and reasoning. And I, I instead of really following my intuition mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I, I experienced a not very nice uh, episode when I was violently physically assaulted mm. um, one night. And uh, I had to have stitches in my forehead and it was really, wow. it was really, really nasty. And at that time, my belief system hadn't caught up with the reality that I created, that, it, mm. that I could make money from doing what I love and it was all going to be okay. And so I actually stayed with him for, hmm. for nine months. And one of the reasons, I, I distinctly remember this, one of the reasons was, um, I don't think I can make it financially by myself. I needed yeah. someone as a, as a, a financial security blanket, um, which meant that I, I was in, I was experiencing deep shame. Mm. I was li lying to everyone about what happened and just the trauma of the complete disconnection with self. Like here I was teaching yoga and spirituality mm. and there I was also living this awful lie and you know, I don't necessarily blame him. This story is never really about him. It's about me and, what, and why I made the choices to stay and to let myself be subjected to, to that, mm. basically. But so that was another reason I left the Philippines. And then that was the moment when I was like, okay, I cannot do this anymore. Like my work is, I need to liberate myself. And, I, I, and my work is to help liberate women. And I cannot be that beacon for them yeah. if I am not living my truth so I left him and I moved to Portugal like just randomly didn't, <laughs> know, didn't literally didn't know what was going to happen um, there was opportunity to teach yoga um, and I was like okay I'm gonna go and it for the first few weeks it was really tough it was yeah. really hard. I, you know, I could barely get out of bed. I was releasing all this trauma. And then about, um, about four weeks in, I had this moment when I was sat by the lake and I had what I can only describe as a, a Kundalini Shakti awakening mm. where I literally could not tell. And this lasted for about 12 hours. I could not tell where I ended and the universe, everything around me began. I felt like I was just floating. I felt mm. like complete love. And there was part of me that was also um, slightly concerned because I was like, am I going into psychosis? Like what's going <laughs> on here? Like I'm totally worried that I was having conversations with goddess. Mm. <laughs> and it was in that moment that it was very, very clear to me, your work is women's work. 
and since that day I've been um, continuing to teach yoga but also um, channeling my gifts into you know mentorship and coaching and really improving the quality of women's lives um, and but my my biggest struggle had been really prosperity had really been being able to create prosperity and that was my that was my pain because yeah. I was never taught as a child it's nobody's fault but I was never taught as a child that you know you literally can have access to anything you want that you can create anything you want and that you are worthy of whatever you want you know as a kid it was always like we can't afford that yeah um you know unconsciously as well taking in you know from films and stuff about you know women anyone any female you know successful rich woman in films is depicted as a bitch which is so you know that kind of that kind of programming had led me to not really seek prosperity or believe that I could create a prosperous life. And when I talk about prosperity, I mean, we'll get onto this. It's not just about money. That's just one facet. But, you know, that had, I realized that that pain that I had been, that I had been, you know, suffering, that was mm -hmm. my purpose. Mm -hmm. I felt so passionately that I wanted to bring myself out of this, um, this suffering, this struggle, this, you lack this low vibration yeah. and and bring yeah and bring myself into higher consciousness where I literally know that you know I'm co-creating all the time and that I'm in charge of my destiny and yeah so my my message which is that you know women really can and should live prosperously it's also my my medicine it's something that for sure now I, I live in Portugal and I have my I call in my soulmate I have a thriving business mm -hmm. um, I do the work I love and money is really not an issue anymore and you know I have the perfect beach lifestyle I mean for sure I have really bad hair days and I still get acne so mm -hmm. don't worry guys but but you know I'm a testimony that actually when you start to really do this work then you create huge shifts in your life mm. Um, but it's still my medicine. Like it's still something that I have to practice daily. Um, and all these modalities and, and things that I, that I use and I teach, I, I have to implement them still. And I still, you know, I, I don't implement them perfectly. And I think that's really important when it comes to conscious leadership as well is to, is to really let yourself be seen and, and to say, look, I'm, I don't implement this perfectly. I'm in the arena with you. I think it's Brené Brown that talks yeah. about the arena. But, you know, my life is a testimony that once you start to do this work, then magic, I call it magic and miracles, start to unfold for you in your life. Hmm. And, uh, like, I'm curious to know, like, how did you move from, you know, this spiritual awakening then, you know bring into 3d world <laughs> in your yeah. life uh, you know the new awareness uh, and the new work you you are doing now yeah so i mean obviously i've been studying and teaching yoga for a while so i've been on the spiritual path for 15 years now but you know there are distinct moments when you experience that awakening and then there's a deepening and you have to integrate it into your life And for me, it was all about following, like allowing more pleasure, there to be more pleasure in my life. And also really releasing a lot of the, the limiting belief systems that were within me, not just on a mental level, but also on a physical level, um, so somatically, energetically, and also emotionally. So really working on all four bodies to... Um, to start to deprogram myself. And I was really recognizing that so much of my programming had been um, created by a patriarchal worldview, which is rooted in the assumption that men are more powerful than women. Uh, mm. No, <laughs> not, uh, uh, not. <laughs> and, um, and also this obsession with power, this obsession with having power over something. And I had to really use these modalities to, to deprogram myself 
and then reprogram myself to uh, shift my relationship to power so that rather than it being outside of myself, I was living from a space where I recognize that it's within. So it's the power, so power within. And that comes from really taking time to cultivate creativity, like really giving space to play and feel pleasure and be spontaneous and allow things to be fun. And then also really uh, cultivating certain practices to um, really foster intuition as well, so that you're always seeing the signposts that life is giving you. So rather than you forcing your way through and trying to dig your way through something, you allow yourself to, to recognize that the universe is like the banks of a river and you are, the, you are the river and you can look for signs to just check that you're going in the right direction. And they're always there, but sometimes we can't see it because our conditioning and our programming literally covers it. It covers up that ability to see. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's now like lifelong practices that really allow me to cultivate, um, to cultivate and, and keep, and keep deprogramming and reprogramming because the thing is that you are being programmed by your environment in, mm-hmm. a, in a given moment. So I know many entrepreneurs will be listening to this. Um, you know, be careful. Like I have to be, re- I have to be really careful about what I'm watching in the online space because otherwise I'm finding myself getting reprogrammed about how things should be like mm. hard work, hustle. You need to do it this way. If you're not making 10k months, you're an absolute failure. Failure. You know, <laughs> it's like, and someone told me a percentage of only 12% of female entrepreneurs in the US are actually making six figures. Okay. Which um, I was like, well, that's not how it looks in the online space. Mm. <laughs> um, so where was I? Yeah. So um, yeah, making sure that you that you, yeah, as entrepreneurs, we have to recognize that what we have in our energetic field also is programming us. You become the sum of the environment that you are, that you are in. So yeah, making sure I have to make sure and constantly take myself out of these environments and then deprogramming and reprogram with a more expansive belief system that really allows me to engender prosperity. Awesome. And uh, when, when did you decide to start uh, this business you are running now? So, um, so when I first moved to Portugal, I had already set up an online yoga jewelry business. And uh, again, I was, I was starting to see that it's actually really quite easy to make money online doing stuff you love. I'm so creative and I'm a complete crystal nerd. So I worked part-time in a crystal shop for like eight years. So mm. yeah. Yeah, that's hence the crystals in my bra. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I started doing that and it, and it had some success. But then I, what I was noticing was that people, I was still teaching yoga as well. People who were coming to my classes were like, well, how can I continue to do this work with you? Because actually you're not like any other yoga teacher I've met. You, you go really deep. So there was this kind of call for coaching. And I was like, oh, okay, let's see if I can start coaching. Um, remote and it just took off within a couple of yeah within a few months i had fully bought, had, had a fully booked client roster and um that was when i was like oh this can really work mm-hmm. but again but again i got sucked back into the hustle mentality because of what i was seeing outside of myself and because that conditioning can be so strong and so i started obsessing about my business I started you know checking my phone every second minute um not being present with my partner like we're watching Netflix and I'm literally scheming like thinking of ways that I can you know continue to make money in my business and stuff but it wasn't coming from a space of inspiration or coming from a space of like desperately wanting to serve people although I absolutely do and I did it was coming from a sense of I'm not, there's not enough, you know, scarcity. So um, again, I realized, you know, my message is my medicine. And um, at that time I was just doing transformative coaching and then I started moving into business coaching. And I realized um, I just, 
it just wasn't aligned. Mm. Like it just wasn't aligned. Like teaching, teaching women how to, cause I was teaching coaches how to sign up clients. And I was recognizing that it was just such a one dimensional, uh, such a one dimensional way to kind of view view life and to to do that it was like I couldn't fully express all this magical work that's within me um so yeah at the end of that first year it was like I just pulled everything down and started again and realized that really my work is to um to teach female entrepreneurs how to elevate their prosperity consciousness primarily so that they can create whatever they want to create in their lives and business, but with ease. So that the two, there are two pillars to what I, what I teach now. It's like prosperity. And when I talk about prosperity, it's not just, you know, money, although money is of course a wonderful, beautiful, energetic tool, but it's also about other currencies in your life, love, you know, fulfillment, satisfaction. Um, for me, deep peace. If I'm anxious in my body, I'm not living prosperously, you know? So there's that. And then also that brings us on to the second pillar, which is ease. Like how mm. can we flow? How can we flow with life? How can we, um, how can we trust? How can we surrender to the process and how can we evolve and how can we create exponential success rather than doing what someone else is telling us instead using our inner guidance system. Um, and when I started working with my clients in this way, this is when, stuff really started to when magic and miracles started to occur in their own lives so before the traditional business coaching it was just it was only working on a surface level at the mm -hmm. mind and instead when i started bringing in all these different modalities that i've been using on myself um and i've been training in when i started to bring them in then that's when the magic started to, to occur and yes, the money came, but it was always a, a byproduct of, you know, um, when she finds her purpose and when she finds her fulfillment and when she's really um, tuned into her body and making decisions based on this rather than outside noise. And it, and it was just completely magical. And that's when I realized that not so many people are doing this in the world. And unfortunately, you know, women who find themselves in struggle, they believe that more money is the answer. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy. It's really, it's tangible, isn't it? It's like, yeah. okay, if I, if I had a hundred K, then I will not be feeling this anxiety in my body, or I will feel like I'm enough. And, um, but how many, the, the percentage of lottery winners that go bankrupt is insane i don't have the stats on me but it's absolutely insane it doesn't it doesn't work and i found as well like when i started creating 10k months it you know it's um it didn't necessarily make me feel like i was living prosperously mm. it was always like how can i keep this up or how can i make sure that i don't mess this up next month or you know now that i've climbed higher how can i make sure that i don't you know um fall off my ladder as it were and instead like doing real prosperity work has allowed me to create such a rich life for myself where for sure I, I experience anxiety sometimes and I experience doubt sometimes but I have the tools to navigate them and um, it's, it's just such a whole hearted way of living um, I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like I keep going off on tangents here. I'm like, what am I talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's so really like that journey, that business journey has been so many push pulls. And then, you know, at the end of that first year, like a real knowing, like this is the work that I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Stuff what everyone else is doing. It's not really creating the change in people's lives anyway and starting to see the magic that's now happening with my clients that are working with me and that are coming into the academy is absolutely incredible and just their sense of self and their sense of power and their sense of um embracing their femininity and mm -hmm. and also yes making money but it's um it's it's a byproduct of all of this juicy spiritual evolution not um 
not the not the goal yeah yeah and I know you agree with me on this (laughs) (laughs) we we use different maybe you know tools and modalities Uh, I'm you know I use the the tools of human design and the jinkies but to and working with business owners but to do a very similar work like you know doing uh, the deep uh, inner soul work uh, to create prosperity from the you know from the inside to the outside and not the other way around absolutely absolutely and that's the thing is a lot of there are a lot of um what i see out there is the the struggle with money the struggle with anxiety it's it's not ever going to be fixed by more money it's actually and it's not even a business struggle it's a spiritual struggle it's a deep disconnection from self it's a deep disconnection from your feminine power your source of um yeah your source of your power and so that's why the work that you do and the work that i do different modalities but with similar results is you know it it bypasses all of that and it gets to the root of what the issue is which Mm -hmm. is always spiritual disconnection Mm -hmm. yeah and it's amazing (laughs) and uh, you know I totally resonate with what you said what you said because uh, me too I started like you business coaching more traditional even if I always said you know I oh and it's so funny because now in the online space, I don't know if you notice, but the more and more people are like, I'm breaking up with my business, with the old yeah. business system, uh, like intuitive marketing. So, and I came into the online space like almost one year and a half ago, and I was speaking about this concept, and people were like, What are you saying? Like, no. Yeah. I need the strategy. That's the thing. That's, you know, how to write content. Um, and yeah. now, and I, I, I know, I, I also bought into the story and into the trap that was what I needed and what yeah. I needed to teach. Yeah. And I was feeling so frustrated and disconnected and my client didn't have, you know, the amazing results. Uh, other client with whom I was doing like the deep spiritual inner work and, you know, as you said, I had like uh, in the third month of my business, I had 50, my first 15K months or more, but I was like, and now what? Yeah. Like <laughs> now I, what? <laughs> I feel a void. I feel nothing. Like there mm. is no pleasure. Yeah. So I yeah. totally get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people, struggle with this I, I see it time and time again and um, unfortunately as well what I see is that you know there's a lot of kind of money mindset um, stuff out there and again mm. this is not addressing the issue it's mm-hmm. if you you cannot release things just on a mental level mm-hmm. you have to really release them on so many different levels of your being and imprint new expansive reality and really learn how to really learn how to tap into your intuition and you know with your work that's such a key key point of human design isn't it it's like Mm -hmm. really knowing knowing how to make decisions yes it's like that is crucial when the whole world is telling you what you should be doing including those business coaches that quite frankly i'm not even sure they can call themselves coaches and i fell into that trap as well so i'm not bashing anybody i'm just saying like there's a there's a narrative that's going on that is not helpful for for women and it and it is it is underpinned by patriarchal conditioning where the the source of your power is outside of yourself Mm -hmm. and that's what it boils down to and that's why uh, as women we are struggling and of course when there's an imbalance between masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. then stuff does not flow and that's where the feelings of struggle come from yeah so you know, these business coaches that are, that are actually just strategists and giving, yeah, giving you strategies. I mean, I had it myself. It doesn't work. It really doesn't work, but there, there needs to be more than, um, more than just talking about in like intuitive, you know, intuitive marketing and stuff. There need, there, there has to be modalities that allow people to really access their intuition because 
still I get this time and time again well what's the difference between you know my preferences my intuition and my fear and it's really having those tools that allow you to to access and know them on a felt sense level because mm-hmm. really intuition is just felt sense um yeah but that's I know that that's what a lot of human design is about as well yeah which I love and the, and the, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, uh, you know, just follow your intuition. Uh, mm. uh, but uh, in reality, it's also true that uh, intuition, like based on human design, intuition mm-hmm. is different for every one of us. Yes, exactly. So it's like a lot of people say, just follow your gut. But, you know, just a very small percentage of the population have the intuition in their gut. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's really uh, learning, uh, what, what I always say, it's really learning to, how to embody your own yeah. unique process. And from mm. there, you'd, you build the muscle of trusting yourself because I think that's the most... Uh, like difficult thing because we have yes. been told to not trust ourselves. Absolutely. We've been told to rationalize and think logically, but your mind can literally argue its way in and out of any argument. And, you know, those phrases like trust your gut or go with your gut or, um, you know, just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, I don't know who I am. Actually, what I am is 95% of my programming before I was eight years old. Actually, yeah. thank you very much. Like, you know, it's, so there's um, a lot of these concepts out there floating around, but um, not enough anchoring I see into mm. really giving people the space to cultivate their own awarenesses. Yeah. So like you say, everyone's different. That's why I'm always saying it's a lifelong practice. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go through a six week course and which is always just an expensive series of journal prompts anyway. Exactly. <laughs> like, like uh, they don't give any modalities that really allow you to embody and to cultivate this deep awareness and transformation ain't going to happen. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, where, where was I going with this? Yeah, you have to really, the truth is that it takes it's a practice and it's something you have to cultivate and foster and you're not going to have the answer tomorrow just because someone else gave it to you. Mm -hmm. It's really, yeah, this is evolution. This is what we're here to do. And it's lifelong. It's lifelong. And and that's, you know, the time frame is what the time frame is. (laughs) It will never end. Like, uh, exactly. It's quite annoying. Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) I wish it would end. (laughs) Sometimes like, oh my God, really more growth? I don't know if I can be bothered today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it never, never ends because we are spiritual beings. You know, yeah. this is our evolution and business. I think the reason why so many people are coming to entrepreneurship now is because business, coming into business, especially as a, a, a service-based entrepreneur, it's really a heightened state of evolution. Mm-hmm. So you have literally no choice but to come back to your spirituality eventually. Um, and I think that because the, the consciousness of our planet is being raised, that's why more people are coming to entrepreneurship because it's actually a vehicle for deep spiritual growth if you embrace it. Mm-hmm. I really see that. And so how did you come uh, with the idea to found, uh, to create this academy and tell more about it? Tell us more about it. So the Academy was born out of a deep frustration with what I was seeing in the online space. So a lot of what we're talking about, I was seeing, you know, a lot of um, money mindset, manifestation courses, you know, which is just, again, like I said, a, a, a series of really expensive journal prompts that really don't create huge change. And I was realizing that the most um, transformative aspects of any work that I've ever done has been when I've been working with people one-to-one or I've been in community. And um, so I wanted to create something that was really a 360, no stone left unturned approach to transformation. Mm -hmm. So really 
creating and offering the right tools and modalities that create huge elevations in a woman's prosperity consciousness, but also give her daily distinctions, practices, wisdom, like really practical stuff of how to implement that in her everyday life. Because it's not just enough to, um, you know, drop new subconscious beliefs in or to release trauma in your body or, or whatever. You really have to um, lean into your growth edges through daily practices and, and print, living certain principles uh, that can sometimes feel uncomfortable. And because I didn't want to create just an online course, I wanted to create something that, you know, had the benefits of online trainings, but there was ongoing training as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, because depending on what's coming up in the group, depending on what's coming up for someone, it's like, these are lifelong practices. And I, it's doing someone a disservice to be like, okay, here's a six week course. Off you go you're going to be fine afterwards doesn't work like that so I wanted to create online trainings but then continuous ongoing training continuous group mentoring and also one-to-one -one support from me so that any blind spots or any real things that come up we can uh, work through it and I wanted to offer it at um at a price point that meant that the work would be taken seriously but it's not um it's not going to stop people from doing the work. It was really mm -hmm. important to me that it becomes more about the community and the trainings and, and yeah, like a, a 360, no, no stone left unturned. So we literally do everything in there and, um, and it's founded on sisterhood and it's just, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful to be creating this and to be watching the women that are coming into my sphere right now. And just the the power that is that is within them, yeah. um, and mirroring it back to themselves as well, and seeing how their businesses are taking off as soon as they start to use these modalities and um, start to foster that inner trust a little bit more. Um, and also, I was seeing as well that a lot of people that come into masterminds and um, online courses they lead with their professional self which yeah. means they, pro they project a certain image because they're in the back of their head. It's always like, got to get clients, got to have clients. But, uh, <laughs> don't want to, don't want to look like, I don't know what I, you know, don't know. They what don't want to look at Yeah. Then what, I don't know what I'm doing or who I am yeah, or I'm struggling because yeah. I need clients. Yeah. And so that's why I founded the Academy is because I, it is a space where you need to show, if you show up with your professional self, I'm going to call you out on it. Like, <laughs> Don't pretend that you know everything because sure, you may have read 10,000 self-help books, but there's still aspects that you're not embodying. And of course you're not, you're, you're in process. You're always going to be a woman in process. So it's, a, it's an invitation to really be with women who are on this journey with you that can really hold you in sisterhood, but where you, you, know, you don't join the academy to... Um, look like you have your shit all figured out basically <laughs> you come to let yourself be in process and to embody the parts of yeah, the embody the parts of evolution that you have not yet embodied yeah totally. it's really important <laughs> and uh, what would you like what would you say so far is being like the most uh, transformative process or tools or experience you have been through yourself mm. so there are two two things that have completely shifted my inner and outer world the first thing is a, a technique that i learned which i call neurosomatic clearing mm. and it works it works by um and this is what i teach in the academy it works by bringing your brain into a whole brain state allowing mm. you to release at the level of fascia as well so that's the interconnected tissue the physical body and also on an energetic level to release um so you're tapping certain points it's not like eft it's far more efficient than eft um so you're tapping certain points on your body as well and you're releasing um these limiting beliefs from your whole system and then using a similar technique to then drop in expansive beliefs into your system and for example i used to have a real fear around um 
spending money. Like it was something that I inherited from my dad. Bless him. He's, you know, he doesn't even know what money mindset is. <laughs> Bless him. But um, it was something that I inherited from him. And I used to feel even stressed out when I was going to the grocery store and I could see the, you know, the, the prices going up and stuff. And anyway, using these techniques, I can honestly say that I spend money with joy and ease. Yeah. And, and I had been doing hypnosis and things like that before that had not really shifted it. So it must have, mm. been, on a, it must have been trauma on a physical or energetic level yeah. um, that I had yet to, to really release. And um, the second modality for me is organic, luscious, sacred movement. Mm. So that can be dancing but really when it's like when you're in rhythm with your breath and this is what I, I teach this is the kind of yoga I teach now as well so I have a, a weekly goddess flow wow. yoga class for all the tourists here and this is the modality I teach it's a it's a real method of the somatic releasing and it's it's tantric in origin so it's like real luscious movement with the breath with awareness mm -hmm. and it just dissolves trauma and you know women are in tears wow. as they are doing it and it's again it's something that I teach in the academy because it really allows you to release and um, move that shakti that prana energy through your system and release any blockages and also come come home to your sensuality and your sexuality and this like in natural bodily intelligence that's within us. So those two practices are unbelievably profound and they have shifted the way I show up in my life and the way I feel about my life. So yeah, they are incredible. Wow. And let's talk about, you know, self-love. Uh, mm. Because you know that, uh, you know, the podcast uh, is all about self-love, but what I always say, <laughs> It's not, uh, you know, the like classical thing. Again, you say, you see online, like, love yourself. Da, da, da. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bubble bath. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. essential oils. <laughs> exactly. It's much, much deeper because it's yeah. like, uh, for me, self-love is the basis of everything because yeah. it's the, as you said, it's the relationship with self. Mm. So how much you are in love with yourself, with your own inner garden. Mm. And then from this place, uh, you can create uh, externally. But if you have not this place inside of yourself, this inner garden, taking care, nothing externally like can flourish. Oh, I so agree with you there. I so agree with you. And self-care has to go beyond, you know, self-love, self-care has to go beyond the, the surface. Yeah. And really, for me, self-love has always been about um, taking action as well. So creating boundaries, saying no, uh, doing the deep inner work, like asking for money, all these things, these are acts of, huge acts of self-love um, that go beyond, you know, painting your nails or just sticking a quote up on Instagram, <laughs> which is nice. I, we all do it. <laughs> yeah, we all do it. Yeah. It's good to have those rem reminders, but there needs to be that deep inner, inner work that's going on as well. And you know, any, any woman that's struggling to love herself and I, that was me. And it's so beautiful, like talking to you now. because I realize it's not me anymore. Like I really think I'm quite awesome. <laughs> But, you know, any woman that's like, you know, struggling to, to love herself, coming back to her spirituality, coming back to her body, coming back to her, her true self, that inner world, that's the, that's the foundation of, of shifting everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, like, would, what would you, what would you say to the like former version of yourself? Uh, uh, that you know mo just moved to Portugal and mm. with uh, <laughs> no safety and wanted to build this life that you have uh, now built what would you say to her mm. I would say that the most important thing you can ever do is trust mm. is trust the unfolding and that was the that was the thing that really shifted everything for me it was like just trusting and um, really 
instilling into your being that you are supported in every moment. Mm. Because when you really, really fully realize that you're supported, um, that it just, you don't have to do it alone. You're not doing it alone. You're not mm. alone. Like everything is supporting you, the universe and in, you know, the breath, the beat of your heart, the friends around you, the people that come into your life, the food that you're eating, the place that you're sleeping at, you are so supported. Mm-hmm. And once you really understand this, you're, you step out of scarcity and limitation and that's when, yeah, magic unfolds. So yeah, yeah that would be my advice. Trust and, and learn how to body, embody trust as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah because now... T- like tell us a little bit more about like your current life so where you live uh, uh, yeah. you have a beautiful relationship so yeah um so and you'll be visiting of course yeah um, so, yeah so i mean the kind of life that i live now i live in in a very quiet place in portugal very near the beach um i live with my soulmate who's also from milan as you know <laughs> And yeah, it's the, the hustle, the anxiety, it's just not, it's just not there. And my day, I literally spend my days sunbathing, being on the beach, writing from the heart, um, occasionally having a few stress moments, but mainly not, um, you know, mentoring my beautiful women and writing content and creating trainings for the academy. Uh, and you know perhaps doing doing talks like this that's literally my life and for me it's the most magical expansive thing ever because I'm not living in the nine to five um box I'm Mm -hmm. not living according to what society thinks that I you know how society thinks a woman should be and um it just it feels very very expansive I would say about 80% of the time and then 20% of the time I have my period or, you know, my fiance is annoying me (laughs) or, you know, so I always want to make sure that I don't paint a picture. Like my life is absolutely perfect, but it is so good. (laughs) And I think it's also important to know that if you are struggling, if anything is feels off with you, know that there are people out there that can support you, that allow yourself to be supported so that you can create the transformations you want to create whether it's in your business or other areas of your life, you know, if you're not feeling like you love yourself, get some support and know that it can shift and it can shift quite radically and quite quickly once you've made that decision or the same with prosperity. And if you're not making the money you want to be making, like seek support, but seek support that allows you to really address the spiritual issue that's going on there and not the material issue. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I absolutely love my life. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And um, what, uh, what kind of uh, advice uh, would you give to other entrepreneurs uh, or even not entrepreneurs, women mm. listening to us right now? What would be like the first uh, step to take? Mm, the first step to take is to... That's a very good question because there are so many different mm. facets. Uh, oh, I'm thrown. Um, let me feel into my heart. I think the first step to take is to create space for yourself every day. Every single day, create 20 minutes, half an hour where you devote that to yourself, whatever Mm. needs to happen in that moment where you're not, you know, having to cook dinner or you're not having to clean or you're not having to like work on your business or even work on your self-development. We can get trapped in that, but really take space for you to just be and watch what emerges from that. And that is a luxury that most people think is a luxury, but that is actually a necessity. That would be my first step because out of that silence and that space, all the anything you could possibly desire will emerge. You know, the right messages will come through the right, you know, you give yourself space to, to just be it's so important. Hmm. Beautiful. 
And uh, so tell us uh, when, you know, you will be launching officially your academy and how women can connect with you. I know you are doing some amazing uh, trainings. Uh. Yeah, so the academy is already open. Yay! And um, yeah, we've got some women coming in already. And um, also there's some free trainings on, on my website. So there's a free training called Elevate Your Feminine Prosperity, which really goes a lot more in depth um, with what we've been talking about today uh, to really show you just the, the key access points to elevate your prosperity as a, as a feminine, as a female business owner, but also, you know, as just as a woman who wants to connect to herself and really flow with life and feel prosperous and enjoy prosperous living. So there's some trainings over there. So you can go to uh, moonmagicmiracles.com and you'll mm-hmm. see everything over there. And yeah, you can also, if any of this intrigued you, if you're feeling the call and you just like to say hello, then I love, I always welcome emails. Um, so you can always email me as well at sarah at moonmagicmiracles.com with any questions or just to say, hello, you listened to the podcast and you liked it, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, please don't email me if you didn't, but, um, but um, yeah, I just, I'm always, I spend my days talking to women. so you're always more than welcome to reach out and say hello. Awesome. So thank you so much, Sarah, for being here, for sharing everything with us. Uh, obviously, uh, when we release the episode, uh, I will put uh, you know, all your links on for Facebook, Instagram, your website. Uh, and uh, so the academy is already open it's now open yes and uh, like let's say uh, i release this episode in three weeks one month <laughs> um people can still join or do you yes have, they can still still join it's gonna be yeah it's it's now this is it it's open and this is my main way of uh, really transforming women's lives now beautiful perfect oh, i love this conversation you are such a powerhouse honestly <laughs> and i love these conversations i can feel my cheeks just like burning with like happiness <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and thank you uh, thank you everyone uh, for joining us and if you want to connect with sarah ask her question you know just uh, get in touch because she's super awesome <laughs> bye Thank you.